This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3301 for Monday, the 29th of March 2021. Today's show is entitled KSP Kerbal Space Program Game. It is hosted by Operator and is about 36 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, 400 hours into the game I talk about how to get into Kerbal Space Program. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. episode of Hacker Public Radio with your host, Operator. I'm talking to you on a new um, little gaming headset, Steel Series number 7. Um, it's great. I can plug in my uh, my laptop USB-C docking station and my PC, and the only thing I have to do is turn off the headset, and it will route everything to the speakers, both my laptop and my desktop. And then if I um, turn on the headset, it routes the headset to my whatever, because I have the actual USB plugged into the USB switch. So when I use the USB switch, it switches to the PC when I want to control the PC, and then the audio goes to the PC. And then when I want to control the laptop, it goes to the laptop. Um, it's actually pretty cool, but um, you know, I get audio from the laptop, and I get audio from the PC at the same time through the speakers when I'm not using... So it's just audio everywhere, and it's great, and I love it. Um, but that's not what this is about. This is a um, episode I've been working on, uh, content I've been working on for Kerbal Space Program. This is going to be ad hoc, so I might kind of go all over the place because people were requesting, uh, uh, Kenneth was requesting episodes. So I'm going to do this one impromptu uh, to that request. Uh, there's probably more that I can talk about, but um, it will it will probably be covering most of everything. So um, this is going to be on Kerbal Space Program. It is a PC game. Um, it's not a review. It's more of a how-to, how to use it, um, how to how to make it work the best for you, and and the caveats and all that stuff. So uh, Kerbal Space Two is coming out eventually. In the works, multiplayer type of thing. You can do multiplayer, um, whatever. But anyways, it's a uh, space simulator and it's probably one of the most fun slash interactive slash learning things um my six-year-old loves it he's built rockets with like several stages albeit you know wrong stages and maybe missing fuel or whatever but he, he actually got a rocket into space with with mechjeb so um, i'm here to help you uh on your on your journey for that so when you start out, it's got training and whatever, and you get the training and you get the rocket and you go. Um, there's there's several modes. There's um, there's a sandbox mode where everything is unlocked and nothing costs any money. You can do whatever you want. Then there's a science mode where you just have to unlock. Excuse me. Already on. You have to unlock science. Um, 
as you go, but there's no cost for building stuff. And, um, so you can only, for example, you have a shipyard or whatever you build your rockets in. You have to level that up um, normally in career mode, but in science mode, I think you start out with like everything is maxed out. All the buildings are maxed out and you don't have to put money into the buildings to, to have more weight or more parts or whatever. Um, so that's kind of the science mode. So it's a cross between career and sandbox. So it's a little bit of a challenge. And then you have career mode, which is all about like earning money and uh, earning science and then earning money and science. And eventually you uh, work out the tech tree. Um, there's quite a few videos out there how to earn early science by creating a little rover, um, a little vehicle with little tiny wheels, a three-wheeled vehicle, and then you push push that vehicle around with a science lab, and you can get science that'll kind of get you there, and then there's some other techniques that you can get a bunch of science with. But I'm here to kind of give you a broad overview of encompassing everything, because I've played the game about 400 hours now, um, give or take, over the years. And if you haven't played it, it's a fun game if you like or are interested in rockets or science or with all this space stuff that's going on with SpaceX and the Mars thing, I, I actually had to jump back on um, Kerbal and play with it again. So anyways, I'm going to get into my notes here if I can find them somewhere. Um, um, so uh, there's two hangars. One is for kind of planes and uh, aircraft and then there's rockets for spacecraft um, now if you buy it through steam they have like a steam kind of a steam store where you can check in and out different um, different craft and kind of get a feel for what people what ridiculous things people build that are not space worthy but they're they're interesting um, but anyways um, there's no really kind of a to B approach. I haven't gotten all my notes together, but it'll be fun and exciting because uh, there's a lot of failure and success in this whole process. So first I started out trying to do everything myself and do the, um, the trajectories and everything. So when you, you know, you have to go a certain direction when you're burning and you got atmosphere and weight and uh, thrust to weight ratio and all this math basically that has to happen for you to get into space. Um, and especially to get to the moon or uh, a moon, Mimis, whatever. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of science that goes behind that, a lot of thinking and, and understanding how how Kerbal Space works, at least. Um, but but for the purpose of just making it easy for everyone, um, there's uh, there's some components that will, will make a lot of things easier and or plugins. Um, and I'm gonna kind of go over those first. I feel like. Um, or I might go over my notes here. Um, anyways, here, here's some comments. Don't ever use return to launch pad or anything. Always use quick save and load, etc. Quick save button before launch. So basically I'm saying here, um, you can quick save. And when you quick save before you kind of do any maneuvers, if you get the math wrong or you burn the wrong direction or you're, you know, you're, you're off in, in your uh, trajectory, you can quick load. Be back on your feet in no time. Um, so kind of what I do is if it's super important, I'll do a save for every um, for every um, maneuver, basically. And I'll label them as such. Um, stay away from missions that are high altitudes and low speeds, um, kind of in the beginning. Stick with ones that are um, kind of 
like altitude or speed only. But if you do both, really only do both if you've expanded out that tech tree for the aircraft, because um, a lot of them are like 30,000 feet and you have to go like three different places and it's really hard to actually get up that that get up to that and build a craft. Um, and again, you can use Steam to download craft. But in general, you know, it's missing parts and different versions. And um, uh, I'll kind of talk about that uh, eventually. Um, uh, use F12 to keep an eye on um, physics. So F12 will kind of show you, and you can Google this, um, it'll kind of show you the physics of your rocket. And when you launch and when things get out of whack, um, when you're in the hangar, you have kind of three buttons on the right that are always off. That should always be on by default. I don't know why they're not on by default, but it shows kind of your, your center thrust, your center mass, and your center of... Uh, of uh like air air whatever your wind your wind whatever uh your whatever anyways um and there's some tutorials on how to keep your craft from spinning out of control and all that mess basically you put fins at the bottom most in most cases kind of like a, a dart right um anyways um to eva in space you need upgrade astronaut complex so if you're playing the um career mode you want to uh upgrade um, that first um, but kind of before I get into these kind of career modes slash more advanced topics I want to kind of go over the plugins first so let me bring up my plugins here and I hope to God I still have all my stuff here um, I don't have a list but I'll bring it up here so Kerbal Space is highly configurable you can create your own craft you can create your own plugins you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I'm actually pulling down the, the plugins. So the version I'm running is Kerbal Space 1.9.1.2788. Now, the reason I do that is um, the plugins aren't necessarily compatible with each other and or older plugins might not exist that I want to use or whatever. Um, so let's see, installed version, I'll sort by installed version i'll kind of go through here um alarm clocks not super uh super useful trajectories um displays trajectory predictions according to atmospheric drag lift etc so when you're in the game and you say you're going to land somewhere on a target um or your craft is going to land somewhere uh you see that apoapsis um it's not actually going to land there because of wind and all kinds of other factors um, and uh, like the drag and lift and, and the ideas that it's supposed to kind of account for all that and give you a better um, give you a better um, uh, better guess on where your trajectory is going to be. Um, let's see. Uh, um, module manager. That's what you use. Um, waypoint manager for waypoints. Now the big one here is MechJab. Um, now, Mechdeb is a computer that you attach to your craft that has a bunch of things to make all of this easier. Um, so when you're taking off, it has an ascent guidance that will help you with that uh, gravity turn. Um, it has um, basically uh, stabilization stuff in there. Um, if you're trying to rendezvous with something, if you're trying to dock with something, um, it takes all the difficulty out of doing that. Now. People will say that it's kind of a cheat or whatever, but I'll beg to differ because computers drive craft. I mean, the guys in this SpaceX thing didn't even touch the damn screen, I guarantee you. Like, they just sat there and probably, like, didn't do anything. I and mean, I'm probably 
uh, over exaggerating but in general it's like it's a computer screen and they went off into space and came back like they weren't like doing math and writing things down and i'm sure they had to learn all that and to do all that if the computers failed and they probably could do it and they probably did do it just in case i don't know but uh, for all intents and purposes computers are flying the spacecraft uh let's don't let's don't uh let's don't pretend that's not the case now so mechjeb is basically that computer it allows you to do all these complex things and a much easier task now what you can do is work backwards to that and that's how i do is i'll uh, i'll use mechjeb and i'll understand how it works and that helps me understand how to do better trajectories and maneuvers and once i see mechjeb do its magic sometimes not all the time, excuse me. Sometimes, not all the time, but but generally, I can tell when it's um, when it's uh, how it's doing what it's doing. Um, but sometimes, you know, some of the maneuvers MechJevs does, I don't quite understand how perfect or how it gets its math. And you know, I'll try to do something on my own, and then I use MechJeb, and it does it with like a ridiculous amount of of less fuel. Um, anyways. Um, the other big one is Science Alert. If you're playing in career mode, Science Alert will tell you um, you can set throttles for how much return on your science. So when you do something for the first time, you get a bunch. You do it a second time, you don't get as much. You do it a third time, you don't get as much. And eventually, like three or four times in, you don't get any more science. So you can kind of set that throttle. And it alerts you whenever you're in a new biome. So they call them, they separate it out into biomes. So water, land, sea, shore uh planes or whatever and each planet or moon or surface has its own biomes and you collect science in each biome that counts as basically a whole new place where you can do stuff so um it's really advantageous to have that in career mode when you're trying to unlock science and i did it pretty legitly um towards the end i'll say the the career mode i sort of cheated Basically, what you do is you take a bunch of um, very, very expensive parts, you put them in the hangar, and then you take out a bunch of uh, take out a bunch of contracts that have like a upfront cost, an upfront payout. So maybe it's a a 200,000 credit payout, and you get 80 upfront or 75 upfront. Well, what you do is you take all these contracts that are really expensive, you put a bunch of expensive parts in a hangar, and then you cancel the contracts, and you get you lose a bunch of money if you don't complete a contact contract you lose money and then some well when you're basically bankrupt you can't go in the negative so basically when you take a bunch of contracts you can go in the negative and not actually go in the negative you just zero out and you can then take more contracts out so i towards the end there was a final upgrade to uh, one of the buildings that was like a million or 1.5 million and I did not want to grind these missions um, because you can take uh, tourists to space and you can get a decent amount of change. And it's it's kind of a, a grind to do that. And I knew I could do it and I was familiar with it and I, I, I just didn't have the time to do that. So, you know, I have a kid and family and I've got stuff I have to do. So I towards the end, I cheated with that. But anyways, um, other than that, I played it all legitimately. Um, sorry, another a plugin is Stage Recovery, um, and I'll try to. I'll, 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 let me write some notes. So remember, I keep some show notes here. So I'm going to do plugins and plugins uh, list. Um, AST props. I'm not sure what that's for. Docking cam. Not so much. You don't really need. 
um, minim minimum ambient light basically kind of cheats and gives you light on the dark side of a moon or whatever. Um, Kerbal Engineer is definitely across the board something you need. Kerbal Engineer will tell you the statistics and the, everything about your flight and where you are. So if you're on Kerbal and you build a rocket, it'll tell you what stages there are, the thrust to weight ratio, which is very important, and then your delta V, which is also very important. So like um, there's a map out there that looks like a subway station. So you can just type Kerbal subway map or something. And it, it's a subway station of sorts that tells you a subway map that tells you how much delta V, which essentially, for lack of a better term, gas in power combined sort of um, thrust to, to get you somewhere. So say I build a rocket with... 5,000 thrust. Well, I can probably make it to Minmus and back if I know what I'm doing and I do my stages right. Um, but if I have built a rocket with 2,000 thrust and then on the second stage it's only got like 500, I'm probably not going to even make it in, in low Earth orbit depending on what the mass is and all that stuff. So there's there's math, there's thrust to weight ratio, and there's delta V, and you knowing where you're going and where you need to go, you have to plan all that out and figure it out. And I I I probably have as far as like calculating with 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 engineer Kerbal engineer, it probably took me I want to say at least 20 hours of gameplay to build a rocket, almost like the first try or second try or third try. Um, and get it where I need it to go. So this is by by no means this is not a game of like it's not an easy game, but it's a it's a game that you can um, you're always learning more, and you know you think you're going to build a rocket to do this and it takes forever and you you get it up there and you forget to attach satellites to it. So then you start to have like a checklist of like um, okay do I have crew? Do I need crew? How much crew do I need? How much electricity do I need? Where am I going? Do I have signal to the planet? Am I do I need a bigger satellite to get signal to the planet to control my craft that's that's unmanned? Um, and all these things you start to realize when you're building the rocket, and then after a while, you know, you kind of have your list, and you kind of know how much delta v you need to get and how to build rockets, and you have your science unlocked. You can kind of get to where you're building rockets fairly easily. But I I mean I'll tell you, if you tell me to build a rocket to go to a certain planet and back or wherever I will spend at least at, at the least an hour or two hours building that rocket to make it make it go where it needs to go now once you build some base um, base loaders or um, um, they call them uh, basically there's a term for if you uh, th uh, lifters so once you build some basic lifters that uh, of varying sizes and, and, and weights um, you can you can kind of bolt on whatever you want to bolt on, and you can actually save pre-configured part blobs. So if you have a lander, you can drag and drop that into like a predefined thing and save it as a single object, and drag it in whenever you need it. So you can create a, a rocket, and you can create lifters, and you can create science modules, and you can create uh, your own kind of custom stuff. Um, Towards the end is when I started getting into that, but uh, it'll start to become clear if you do use it that um, once you get a few, you know, three or four rockets that get that you use for different various things, you'll per basically have three or four base builds that you use to, to launch stuff. And then once you get enough money, if you're playing career mode, 
it doesn't really matter. You just had this like gigantic lifter that you just put whatever the hell you want on it. Um, and generally speaking, you can get whatever you need to go into space. But when you're starting out, especially in career mode, I mean, you got to choose the parts wisely. You're limited in your parts. You're limited in your science. You're limited in your money. You're limited in your space. So having those limitations is challenging to 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 complete the contracts and get the missions that you need to to earn more points to get more science or whatever. Um, chatter is very interesting. It adds more um kind of ambiance and it, it sounds childish and stupid, but definitely use chatter. Um, and it creates uh, kind of um, beeps and noises and it says non-cyclical radio chatter between your command pods and mission control so like if you eva it might say one thing or if you do something else it might say another thing and it's all gibberish um but it sounds really cool and it, it adds an element of the game that you wouldn't necessarily think is pleasurable you would think it's kind of stupid um but it's actually it's quite enjoyable um let's see toolbar control kind of helps with like toolbars and understanding how to plug manage the plugins and stuff um that's pretty much it i mean the big ones are mechjeb and um um kerbal engineer and probably lighting the lighting one are like mandatory like i wouldn't let anyone play the game without mechjeb um so that's kind of the plugins um i'm gonna go back to my kind of notes here as i was kind of learning um in career mode um uh let's see what else we got i need an astronaut complex first hit the reset button in the build menu to reset all the stages in logical order so when you're building a rocket there's stages and each stage has whatever and if you build a rocket and you go back to the space station and back back to the hangar and you tweak some things well you may have pulled a stage out from another stage and messed up the order and then you go back to the launch pad and next thing you know you're you know doing stages in the wrong order so you hit that reset button and it in theory it logically does the stages out from kind of top to bottom excuse me and we'll give you a reset and then you can start joining the stages together that go together um i found a general rule for parachutes so when you're trying to do recovery especially in career mode you want to hang on to every little piece and part that you have if you have uh, some lifters um, and you want to recover those lifters because they're, you know, where they're worth 14,000, sometimes 30,000, sometimes you can, I've lost up to 80, 80, 100 uh, on, on missions because I wasn't able to recover um, the stuff. Now, you know, it's, it's, it's usually it's not necessarily worth it to retry, but it doesn't hurt to try. Um, so anyways, uh, MK1s are good for about a ton each radials and drogues are good for about 1.5 each mk2s are about good for about two tons each now keep in mind when you're using lifters especially um if you uh, if your mass starts out with five tons uh you burn your fuel that's all your weight so you only end up with like half a ton or a ton maybe of actual craft that you need to to rescue um, so pretty much what I do is I put like one or two MK2s on uh, whatever I want to recover, um, especially if it's lifters, and you're pretty much good. Um, and you know, with that recovery mod, you'll get uh, you'll get the the recovered points, the recovered items in general. Um, let's see, build a plane to do a conduct survey mission. So it's kind of a obvious thing that I didn't realize till later. What I was doing at first was building rockets and trying to do survey missions with rockets. Um, 
I think in general you're supposed to obviously build a spacecraft or an aircraft to fly different areas of space um, to do uh, to do uh, survey missions. Usually it's go 30,000 feet, go here, go 14,000 feet over here, go 18,000 feet over here, and you, your speed also has to be, you know, however many knots or whatever it is. Um, so those are whatever. Um, uh, in the beginning, if you're playing um, campaign, if you're missing SAS, you need to upgrade the tracking and mission control, then level up your pilot to three, or use the track tree to unlock uh, a mod with SAS, or basically a unmanned uh, thing to, to get SAS going. SAS is like a stability thing, so if, when you take off, you have to like manually like keep your fingers on the buttons to keep the spacecraft from spinning out of control. Um, as you progress in the science and or career mode, you'll get SAS for your pilot and or for your um, unmanned computer thing. So it will allow you to be more, more stable. Um, try to just focus on missions you can complete easily. So your first, your first thought is to take a bunch of missions and try to do them all at once. Uh, usually, for me at least, that has failed. What you want to do is concentrate on the missions that you can complete, and the payout for missions uh, generally is not the best. Um, but you just kind of you kind of learn and as as you go. Um, but depending on what the missions are, if they're not high payout missions, you can kill them and get rid of them. It, and get better missions. Uh, don't just take a mission because there's nothing there to, to take. Um, I especially liked doing the uh, the tour guide, the tour missions, um, and I had a a, 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 a a lifter towards the end of the game with 15 or 17 uh, slots that I could I could take 17 people up into space. Um, so those were pretty lucrative. So you get back, you get all your recovery, you end up with like a 1.5 million payout or 300,000, you know, $300,000 payout or something ridiculous. And you do a few of those and you can pretty much unlock all the cost stuff. Um, here's a bunch of YouTube leaks, links about unlocking tech trees. Um, uh, good rule of thumb is to keep the ship 200 to 300 milliseconds until you're about 12, above 12,000 meters so you aren't burning extra fuel to get through the lower atmosphere when you're going to experience the most drag. Basically, kind of like a, I think it's kind of like a terminal velocity type of uh, fuel economy thing. So, you know, if you're if you're in the atmosphere and you're pushing 600 milliseconds or meters per second, you're, you're probably wasting fuel. You don't need to be burning that hard, and you can adjust the amount of uh, thrust in the uh, in the for the engine if it's pushing too much. Um, there's these one-shot uh, kind of boosters that don't have any. Excuse me. Don't have any kind of throttle control, and to do throttle control with those, you have to do it in the space hangar or before you launch. I think I think you you have to do it in the space hangar. So if I have a booster that sends me into like, you know, eight eight hundred meters per second, and it just the the ship just freaking takes off and it has no load, or it has no payload, a very light payload, and it just takes off. You can lower that down and get more bang for your buck. And um, less, uh, less uh, worrying about less drag and all that stuff, and kind of being fuel efficient is the idea. Anyways, um, for large payloads, fuel flow and uh, asparagus staging. So you can get. Uh, I'll send a link to that. 
So there's there's uh, several methods of staging in Kerbal or in general. Um, the obvious one is the first one is build a rocket, put your engines in there and your your uh, your fuel tanks, and launch it into space and have no stages, and you're carrying all this extra mass or whatever. So because the Earth is very gravity heavy and you know it's it's ridiculous to try to get something into orbit you uh want to have stages so that when you're going uh through the atmosphere and trying to get into space you don't have extra mass and uh mass and uh and, and even aerodynamics to work against you so that's why we have stages in rockets because we just don't we, we have to take every single little piece of advantage we can to get into space because fuel is expensive and you know, it's it's hard to get into space. So that's why we have stages. Uh, you know, I don't know, I'm making all this shit up, but that's why we have stages. And um, the obvious one is, you know, you have like a three-stage rocket, where like the main the main uh, the main booster gets you into like the atmosphere, you know, past twelve thousand or five seven thousand, twelve thousand, ten thousand, you know, and then uh, you have another one that kind of gets you into a low Earth orbit orbit where you, there's still drag and there's still pull towards a, a sphere of influence for the object that you're trying to get out of uh, the gravity of and which is like for Kerbal at least is like 70 or something like that and then once you get past 70 things start to get a little bit easier and then you start to want higher efficiency uh, fuels uh, or higher efficiency engines so like um, there's ion engines and like the, you can get a, a chain up together a bunch of the. I have a f one with like five uh, nuclear engines or whatever um, that are have ridiculously low thrust, like they're horrible thrust, but their fuel efficiency is just like insane. And they run off to just liquid fuel, and they don't need the oxidizer, I think, or they run off of something else, like xenon gas or something. Um, anyways. Um, as you go into space, as you get farther into space, you want to start looking at the engines and see the difference between, I don't remember what it's called, it's like NP3, NPS or something like that, it's a, some kind of acronym that basically says um, when you're when you're in, in uh, an atmosphere, I guess, or with oxygen or whatever, it, it is this efficient. And then once you're in space with no oxygen, I guess, then it's th this efficient. So the idea there is that, you know, when you're in space, you want to have these super efficient uh, engines. They give you a lot of bang for your buck, whatever. Um, basically, nerve rockets. Um, let's see. So um, let's see. Comm ranges, talking about comm net. Um, satellite builds, talking about satellites. Um, uh, decouplers, Dawn engines. I think this is some kind of build, it looks like. Oh, a satellite build, um, and I wrote down the parts of the satellite. Uh, generally speaking, um, that's pretty much it for my notes. So I've talked about my my notes here as I tried to uh, beat uh, career mode. I talked about uh, MechJab and the plugins. Um, uh, my kid loves the game; he'll build rockets and stuff. And, and, and planes. Not so. I'm not so good at building planes, obviously. Um, but MechJab also has a kind of a, like an autopilot that will help you land. It'll actually land at different uh, little airports and stuff for you too, so you can tell it 
you know, I want to land at this this uh, airstrip, and in theory, land the land for you. Um, other than that, it's take it slow, right? Um, it's it's overwhelming. The whole all the math is overwhelming, and all the whatever is kind of overwhelming. Just take it slow. Do the missions. Really understand, you know, mass, thrust to weight ratio, delta V, and that subway picture that you need. Um, the the subway to show you how to get to different places. Um, everybody wants to go to the moon or moon, M-U-N. Uh, go to Minmus first. It's a lot less, um, a lot less uh, gravity, and you'll get a lot more points uh, and easier science. So a lot of people will go to the moon first because the first thing, the moon's closest, but actually, in actuality, it's actually easier to kind of get to Memphis, which is a little bit farther away, but it's not as much a drag, and the sphere of influence for Memphis is like, I don't know, it's like 5,000 feet or whatever. Um, so, anyways, um, that's pretty much it. Like I said, I have like, I have like 400 hours into the game. Um, I played it for like two weeks straight after the SpaceX thing. And every once in a while, I'll, you know, I'll get an itch to play it again. And I, f I feel like I finally, once I, I beat career mode almost without cheating, um, I feel like I'm finally, hopefully done with this chapter of my life and I can help people uh, play Kerbal Space and enjoy it. Um, like I said, I, like 400 hours in um, and, you know, I'll get an itch every time I see a space movie or something. And it's just something about working hard to get uh, an object in orbit or get an object where you want it to go um, is different than, you know, like a rogue runner or like some kind of repetitive game or something like, because you're not doing the same thing over and over. You're tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and you're, oh, I forgot this. Oh, I need to put this on here. Oh, I need some RCS. Oh, my RCS is not balanced right. I need to, to shift it over here. Oh, I got too much mass. And I need to, you know, get rid of some mass, or I'm, I don't have enough signal, or, um, but yeah. Anyways, um, that's pretty much it. Um, if you haven't played it, watch some videos about Curl Space. Um, there's a bunch of good guys out there that do good videos for Curl Space, and um, that's it. It's it is multiplayer. No, I haven't played it multiplayer, but it is multiplayer. They're working on this uh, Curl Space too, and. Uh, all I can say is just take it easy, get you a checklist, you know, make sure you got mech jet, make sure you got power, enough power, make sure you got enough batteries, because when you're on the dark side of a planet or the dark side of a whatever, you're going to not have enough stuff. Um, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff, like now you can fix stuff and repair stuff, and you can drill for, uh, you can drill for different types, excuse me. You can drill for different types of minerals. Um, you can scan surfaces for like higher concentrations of minerals and stuff like that. Um, I haven't done any of that. I, I mean, really, I can do that in like in like Star Citizen, Star Citizen, or something if I wanted to do stuff like that. Anyways, I think that's all I can say about Kerbal. Um, I would just say uh, the oh the plugin tool that I use is called C Charlie Kilo Alpha November clan cknexe and it's a um, basically a mod manager for kerbal and again i use whatever i said in the beginning that's the version i use it's an older version and you can downgrade through steam by enrolling yourself into beta 
versions and it will let you downgrade into a lower even though it says you know put me in beta once you put yourself in beta for Kerbal then you can downgrade to that whatever that version is um, and get most of the plugins working if you run on the latest and greatest some of the plugins won't work um, but in general you know it, it latest and greatest is probably going to give you MechJab and, and uh, Space Engineer thingy um, that's really all you need um, other than that let me check some other notes here um, yeah just Google easy science just learn how to build ships um, and if you're having trouble you know with building ships just keep watching videos on how to build ships and understand how the the, the engineer mod works and then kind of go from there anyways y'all take it easy and stay safe You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.